This is Joe Burns. And Chad P. Hey, thanks for listening to the Rock School Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live Thursdays at 5. And Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School radio show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. It's time for school. Rock School with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. If she can sweet talk a movie star, imagine what she can do with a bellhop. And Chad P. I don't Here. want any attention. This is one big fabricated story by someone who could supposedly talk their way into getting somebody to marry him. Class is in. Hey, this is Rock School on your radio. See, you're looking right at the radio, or it might be a podcast. You're looking right at your iPod, and here you are listening to us talk at you in a general radio sense. My name is Joe Burns, uh, broadcasting from the campus of Southeastern Louisiana University. You are who over there with the befuddled uh, look on your face? Yeah. Who are you there, well, kid? Today you can call me Confused P. Oh, because you don't know what we're talking about, do you? Well, you told me at the beginning, and I... Yeah. What? You still don't know what it is. No, I have no idea what this is. Well, well, we're talking about Miranda Grovesner. Who is that? Miranda Grovesner. Well, Let me just say her name twice. Now right. I know. Now you know what it is. Uh-huh. I'm going to preface this, or as my family in Pennsylvania says, I'm going to preface this. Oh, no, they do not. Yes, they do. Uh, which I just smile through it because they make good food. <laughs> Miranda Grovesner is a story that you are not going to believe. Then why tell it? And what's more wonderful about it is it has a Louisiana connection. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. Miranda Grovesner, if you want to look her up, G-R-O-S-V-E-N-O-R. Miranda Grovesner does not exist. What? Miranda Grovesner is somebody else. She is a fake woman. Miranda Grovesner. Why do you keep saying her first and last name like that? Because I keep wanting to pounding it in because it's a great story. Okay. Miranda Grovesner was the, and I don't know how to say this, the muse of the stars. She may very well have been the woman that Billy Joel wrote and so it goes about. She he may have been or she may have been the woman that he wrote most of the uh, Innocent Man LP about. She may have been the woman that much of the later music written by Peter Wolf is about. Well, if she didn't exist and supposedly all these songs are written uh-huh. about her, then someone must have been portraying her, yes? Quincy Jones wanted to marry her. What? Sting wrote about her. Steve Winwood wanted to be near her. How? She doesn't Art exist, you said. Garfunkel, Richard Gere, Bob Dylan, Bob De Niro. This woman is a figment. None of these people ever met her okay dude I've, she I'm, I'm telling you right I'll this bite. is a story you are not gonna believe i'll bite let's go miranda grobsner got on the phone 
and through contacts in Hollywood, simply called men and was able to, through her voice and through her patter and through her speech, was able to get famous men, specifically in the music world, to fall in love with her. This is a bunch of crap. Oh, it is not. The woman exists, but she is not who she says she was. For an hour today, the Miranda Obsession. I'm going to explain who she is. Is this real? Here's Billy Joel and a song that may very well have been dedicated to Miranda. This is Easy Money off of the Innocent Man LP. Sounds like this. Stay with us. I'm going to explain who she is, how she got in touch with these people, and how she was finally uncovered in the great state of Louisiana. Well, we did it right here <laughs> on Rock School. Okay, talking about Miranda Grovesner, if you get a chance, just fire up the computer, look up the name. Once again, Miranda, just as it sounds, Grovesner, G-R-O-S-V-E-N-O-R. Let me tell you the first time that Grovesner shows up. Paul Schrader. Now, you probably know the name Paul Schrader from movies. I've heard that name. Paul Schrader wrote Taxi Driver Mm -hmm. and American Gigolo. Okay. But it was Paul Schrader's Taxi Driver and his time in New Orleans where Grobsner shows up. How she does it, no one's really sure when when she was doing it. She's since been found out. But how she does it, no one's really sure. His phone rings in his hotel. And this woman on the other line says, Hello, I'm Miranda Grobsner. And she begins to talk to him. Just call stars. Out of the clear blue. Out of the clear blue. Literally out of the clear blue. But they don't say, I don't know who you are, goodbye. I'm, I'm sure some do. But she somehow is able to get across to these famous men who I'm sure because of their fame are isolated. She is somehow able to reel them in. And many of them, I'm going to tell you about three or four of them in the music world who actually proposed marriage to this person. I guess if you really think about it, it wouldn't be uncommon for those guys to get just random phone calls from strangers. I would assume. But something's different about her. She's not sycophantic. She's not, you're Paul Schrader. Oh my God, you're wonderful. She's not sycophantic. She is somehow able to, in her own way, I mean, this is a real talent. She's able to talk to him and and be his friend and what have you. Well, Paul Schrader speaks to her for a good long while and begins to talk to her about other people. Well, he comes up in the the he another friend Buck Henry comes up in the conversation. Mm-hmm. He calls later on his friend Buck Henry. Guess who Buck Henry's been talking to? Miranda Grosner. Miranda Grosner. So she's now hit two people that he knows of. He later, he, Schrader, mm-hmm. later in the conversation, starts to discuss uh, another person, Robert De Niro, who's in Taxi Driver. Yeah. Later, he starts to discuss this wonderful woman that he's talking to with Bobby De Niro. Guess who Bobby De Niro says he's been talking to? Miranda Grovesner. How is she getting these phone numbers? Of the four or five articles that I have here, and you can see, look how thick this thing is. I see it. I mean, of all of the articles, all it gives is that she has somehow created a network 
of people. If she can sweet talk a movie star, imagine what she can do with a bellhop. Imagine <laughs> yeah. what she can do with some 22-year-old at the front desk of a famous hotel. Uh, I guess so. Huh? So she can get to the people. But what's really interesting is as this goes on, she's able to call these stars at their homes. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. And she calls them straight at their homes. One of the ones she calls, and it, and it doesn't go into him a whole lot. It doesn't go into what he what he said with her, only that he's a footnote in her life and that she spoke to him a good bit. And, and we're going to leave now Paul Schrader and, and move on to the fact that she talked to uh, rock stars. Mm -hmm. But Eric Clapton, she was able to just simply call and talk to Eric Clapton. At now, home. Right. Now, it doesn't go any more than he's a footnote. Mm -hmm. He spoke with her. It doesn't say that he wrote music for her or anything, but she admits that he spoke to her, talked with her, and she was sort of a confidant of his. How do you do this? How do you call Eric Clapton and he's know. okay and just talks with you? I'd love to know what she was saying. Well, apparently it was not, as you might think, sexual. I'm just going to be your sex line talker. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. It was more than that because we're going to get into Billy Joel here in just a minute. And Billy Joel was going to talk. He Billy Joel goes into what he spoke to her this is, about. You got to understand. I it's hope. Weird, from isn't my, it? Yeah, this is really hard to wrap my head around. Loopy. You say she's not his sex talker, so just right. like, hi, Eric. You got anything you want to get off your chest? Uh, yeah. You got anything you want to vent these, about? Apparently, these men who are, I guess, confined by fame, found this voice. And she's able to do it. She has a phrase for it, and I'm going to get into that a little later on. But Miranda Grovesner. And we haven't gotten to who she is yet, who she says she is, and who she really is. Okay. Here is Eric Clapton. This is bad love right here on Rock School. Let's talk about what she actually did. Only one person here specifically stated, the music people specifically stated, what he talked to Miranda about. Billy Joel. He said there wasn't a lot of sex talk. In fact, there wasn't any sex talk that he denoted. He was, he, uh, Billy Joel, was dating Elle McPherson at the time. The body, yeah. as in the, the supermodel. I know who Elle McPherson is. Yeah, yeah, he didn't, did he need to talk? you know, sex talk with this this woman on the phone. No. No. Somebody's never seen, no. Right. So what did he talk to her about? According to Billy Joel, when she first started calling, it was a bit of a pain in the rear end that she kept calling. It's just that he couldn't stop talking to her. There was something about her. She was intriguing. You wanted to keep talking to her. What did they talk about? Later on, he would run songs past her. Do you like this? Does this work? 
is this is this something you think would be a hit? Does this move you? Apparently he had no one that, that cared to do that. He couldn't run it past Elle. She was famous. She wasn't the public. She He had no one to board these songs off of. Hmm. And that's what he did with her. And one of the songs that he specifically states, or she specifically states, because she gets interviewed in this, this thing when she's found out who she actually is, the author of this article goes directly to her and finds her Ooh. and asks her specifically about Billy Joel, because Billy Joel talks about her. She states... This song, Uptown Girl, the first demos of it, were left on her answering machine. And the guy went, oh, come on, sure they were. Out comes the tapes. Press play. Guess what's on the answering machine? Billy Joel. Yeah. The first demos of him and a piano, Uptown Girl. So, no lie. But who is Miranda Gladstone? Here's Uptown Girl on Rock School. All right, first break here on Rock School. Chad, do you know who Buck Henry is? Buck Henry? That was um, Saturday Night Live, huh? Right. He was a writer on Saturday Night Live and a comedian in his own right. Yeah. In the 1980s when this was happening, when Miranda Grosner was doing this, she was going after Buck Henry as well and talking to to Buck Henry. Mm -hmm. Now, Buck Henry gets aligned with a producer, a music producer in L.A., and this is the music producer is Miranda Grosner's downfall. So I don't want to talk about him yet. The first connection with another human being, a physical connection with another human being, as far as I can pick up, is through Buck Henry. Buck Henry says to her, I want to see a picture of you. Who are you? (laughs) She explains to him that she is a New Orleanian, goes to school at Tulane. What? And is a part-time model. This is the picture. Let me see. Hear the the paper rattling? Yeah, yeah. This is the picture that is sent to Buck Henry. What do you think? Now, she looks, what, about 22, 23 in that picture, 25 at the outmost? Yeah, she's young. In a bikini. Mm -hmm. And she's gorgeous. There's no two ways about it. Mm -hmm. You can't see it in the picture because it's a photocopy, but supposedly has blonde hair. She looks to be about, what, 5'5", 5'6", 120 pounds, if that. Very attractive. Yeah, Yeah. very attractive. Let me guess. That's not... uh, That's not her. Oh. That's not her. So she has created this beautiful picture for Buck Henry. Yeah. Well, Buck Henry begins to do some research into it and <laughs> this attach this this contact she makes begins to be her downfall Uh-oh. but not before she woos a lead singer of a band to have a meeting with her literally the meeting is set up in baton rouge but she doesn't show up well, of course she doesn't show up. And I'll tell I you who that, why. I'll tell you who that guy is in just one moment. Oh, Hello, you Radio suck. Universidad in Salamanca, Spain. Thanks for running the radio show. Hello, KSCL in Shreveport, Louisiana, the original meeting place, but they were for booked. Miranda Groves. But they were booked. Right. Had nothing to do with Shreveport. It's all <laughs> New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Oh, it's so juicy, good when we finally get to who she is. Okay, back in a minute on Rock School. Okay, researching Miranda Grosner, the first time that I could find that she offered to meet someone was lead singer of the Jay Giles band Peter Wolf. 
Okay. She offered to meet Peter Wolf in a Baton Rouge hotel. Hmm. And apparently he set it up. He was. She had been talking to him for a long time. Yeah. On the road and phones and hotels and all of that and so, just giving good phone and all of that. That's what she said. That's the way she put it. <laughs> so he who suggested the meeting? Him or he her? He did. He did. He did. He said, "I'd like to meet you." And she said, "You got it. Okay, you bet. We'll do, do it." it. Set the whole thing up: candles, flowers, the whole schmeel. What? And what kind never, of meeting was this supposed to be? I'm telling you, I'm going to get into it right after this little break, after the bottom of the hour, when we do seven days and 70 seconds people wanted to marry her i got three guys that wanted to marry her the third one was her downfall because she met him Uh so here's the first one that fell through peter wolf jay giles band right here rock school All right, bottom of the hour here on Rock School. We'll get the names out of the way. I'm Joe Burns. Betty. All right, let's take a quick break from talking about who Miranda Grobsner actually is. Yeah, good idea. Is. Are you going to get upset with me until I actually tell you who she is? I have a right to know. We're and only then, about 35 minutes into the show, right. though. I have and we to still, keep the tension up I don't here. want any tension. This is one big fabricated story by someone who could supposedly talk their way into getting somebody to marry them. Yeah. I want to know who they are. All right, so how about after seven days and 70 seconds, I give you her name? Would you? Okay. Really? I will. Okay. I'll tell you exactly who she is. Good. Well, I, I'll tell you her name. I won't tell you who she is because that I don't know what we'll do for I'm the rest of the up. show then. Is this door locked? Let's do seven days, 70 seconds. These dates, August 27th, 1967 through this date, September 12th. Chad has Monday. Go. August 27th, 1967. Brian Epstein. He's the manager of the Beatles. And he was found dead in his apartment due to an overdose of sleeping pills. Yep. Or August 28th, 1984, the Jackson's Victory Tour breaks records for ticket sales. They sold 1.1 million in only two months. Wow. August 29th, 1977, three people are arrested in Memphis, Tennessee for trying to steal the body of Elvis Presley. And as a result, the gravesite is moved to Graceland. Yep. August 30th, 1993, speaking of Billy Joel, Late Night with David Letterman debuts on CBS, not NBC. It moved over to CBS. And Billy Joel was the first musical guest. August 31st, 1997, James Brown becomes the first U.S. performer to appear in Lebanon following the lifting of the U.S. ban on travel to that country. And for the weekend, September 1, 1995, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame opens in Cleveland with a seven-hour concert. And then on September 2nd, 1989, Rick Ocasek of the Cars marries supermodel Paulina Poroskova, giving ugly guys everywhere the opportunity to say, I could do that. No, you can't. Yeah, because she actually exists. (laughs) Yeah. Let's find out who Miranda Grobsner is. Please, because I'm not I'm not going on until you tell me who this All woman right. is right now. Remember Buck Henry? Yeah. Remember Buck Henry? Yeah. Buck Henry was at the time dating a woman who worked for Time magazine. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems that New York was bustling with Buck Henry work, and what happened was Buck Henry was at a hotel and a woman in a red Corvette showed up and left a number for him to call. The person at the front desk was inquired by Buck Henry, what did she look like? Well, she was blonde. She was carrying a corgi dog. Okay, fine. Where's the phone number? Here. Great. Buck Henry gives the number to his girlfriend who works for Time Magazine and mm-hmm. somehow uses reverse you know, phone books and such yeah. and finds the number, goes all the way back to Baton Rouge. Louisiana. It was a 225 number. Right. <laughs> finds out not only that it goes to, you know, anyone can do that, but finds it goes right to this address. Uh-huh. Calls the phone number and finds out that living at that address is Whitney Walton. 
Okay. Who's that? Who's Whitney Walton? Well, they do a little bit of research into the name Whitney Walton through the Baton Rouge newspaper. I don't think it's around anymore. The Baton Rouge newspaper known as the State Times, which quotes a Whitney Walton in 1978. How to stop elderly people from being scammed by con artists on the phone. (laughs) And Whitney (laughs) seems like she really knows what she's talking about. So Buck Henry calls the phone number and says, is this Miranda? Yes. Are you sure this isn't Whitney Walton? Uh Uh-oh. What happened? And she says, quote, yes, I'm also Whitney Walton, but so what? I'm adorable, and so are you. (laughs) When we get back, we'll talk about it. Here's another person she actually spoke to, Steve Winwood. Give me a higher love. Miranda Grobsner apparently did, at least on the phone. All right, continuing on with Miranda. We know her name, Whitney. Whitney Walter. Okay. Do you know who Richard Perry is? Uh, Music producer. He is. He's one of the monsters out in Los Angeles. During this whole time that Buck Henry is beginning to figure out who she is, she has been talking to Richard Perry, who is hours and hours and hours talking to her and has fallen in love with her. Oh, has he now? Not even a question. He wants to meet her. He wants to marry her. Wow. Well... It, this is all happening at the same time. Buck Henry is is figuring out who she is. Okay. Isn't that taking it to a whole nother level? You can sign a band sight unseen. You can sign a band uh, sound unheard. Right. You want to marry someone when you don't even know what they look like? He, Richard Perry, decides he's going to set up a meeting with Miss Miranda Grovner because he doesn't know who she is right off the bat, doesn't know any of this kind of stuff. He's going to set up a meeting with her in a Los Angeles hotel. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Whole thing, you uh-huh. know, flowers, oh, oh, champagne, yeah, whole schmeal, yeah. all that. Sends for her because, as far as he knows, she's still a beautiful blonde young lady because the same picture that was sent to Buck Henry was sent to him. Was sent to him. Mm-hmm. Right. He doesn't know this, but Buck Henry has done even more research into this along with his girlfriend and has figured out where that picture came from. Oh, Buck's pretty perturbed that he got got, huh? Yes, he has found out the name of the the model that's in the picture and where and, and out of what fashion magazine it came from. It's blatantly not her. Here's the wonderful thing about this. Miranda shows up to this meeting. Whitney. Whitney. Miranda, Whitney Miranda. shows up She's to there. this meeting. Here she comes. We're about to figure out not only who she is, we got her name, but what she looks like. Remember the girl in the picture? Yeah. 5'6", five, 5'7", yeah. five, stunningly gorgeous, yeah. bikini. Hottie. What do you think she really looks like? Miranda? Uh, Let us play a song, and no. when we get back... No, you're not. I'm going to tell you what she looks like. One of the major artists that Richard Perry produces, Carly Simon. You're so vain. Sounds like this <laughs> on Rock School. Okay, second break here on Rock School. I don't like the way you're painting this picture, dude. Ready to be found out? Uh, I guess. Richard Perry sets up a room at the Park Lane Hotel. Uh-huh. He's excited. He shows up. He's about to meet his future bride. Down at the, what is it, the front desk? Yeah. There's a note for him and a blindfold. <laughs> he must walk into the room 
in a blindfold. Okay, well, you know, it like sounds kind of sexy, doesn't it? You know? Yeah, it sounds like a cover-up. Yeah. He walks into the room in a blindfold. Uh-huh. All the lights are off. When he takes off the blindfold, you know what he's expecting. Oh, yeah. 5'6", 120 pounds, blonde hair. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Here's what he saw. Around 30, these are his words, not mine. Don't get upset. Okay. Frumpy. 30 to 30 to 50 pounds overweight with a large mole on her right cheek. Not ugly, but certainly not attractive. Dear God, I've been conned. <laughs> she apparently jumps off the bed, grabs him and says, don't, don't, don't feel bad. I don't think, she said, I don't believe this has to get in the way. We can live our lives together. He takes her to dinner at Trader Vic's. Uh-huh. He has dinner with her, leaves, and goes to his best friend. His best friend is Art Garfunkel Uh and explains what happened. Art Garfunkel, after listening to him talk, Mm -hmm. says, I hope you won't be angry at me, but I've been talking (gasps) to Miranda Grovesner and almost took her on a Swiss vacation with me. Wow. The next day, he meets with her one more time and says... I don't believe I can trust you. You aren't who I thought you were, and walks away. So it's not a matter of the fact that she conned him into thinking that she was somebody that she's not. It's the fact that she played that little game with so many other people. I, part of it. That he probably thought that she was going to cheat on him. You want to hear the cap off to it all? Oh, we haven't heard it yet. This is right from the article. Huh? Three years later, Perry was dining at the Ivy, a restaurant in Beverly Hills. When he heard someone call his name, he turns... There she is again, <gasps> sitting at the table with, you ready for this? Yeah, go ahead. Quincy Jones. No way, dude. Yep-er. He, she says, Quincy and I are buying a house in Bel Air. Uh-uh. She talked her way into Quincy Jones. Now, blatantly, it didn't happen. So there. Wow. We got one more break. I'm going to tell you what happened, why she disappeared, and where she is today. Oh, she's still around? You bet she is. Let's call her. You bet. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, who's uh, running the radio show? KLSU. And WBSD, Burlington, right. Wisconsin. I think we got time for maybe one, maybe two more breaks. Probably one, but back in a minute here on Rock School. So she's still around. Well, she was at the time of this writing. This came out in 1999. Let, let's look Could her up. very well be gone. Let's look no, her up and call her. I don't want to bother Come anybody. on, dude. I'll be no, Bill and no, you can no. be Kyle. No, <laughs> Kyle. Yeah. Do I die at the end of this thing like in South Park? <laughs> no, that's Kenny. Oh, Kenny. That's right. Well, Kyle can die too, I guess. <laughs> the author of this story went down to Baton Rouge, went into a Head Start office as part of social services, and there sat this woman behind a sign that said, Whitney Walton. Really? And blonde, about 50, about 250 pounds, had a big mole on her cheek and said, you know, are you Whitney Walton? Of course I am. There's my name. And she, he began to ask her about all these things. She became very defensive. No, 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 no. I had nothing to do with that. Blah, 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 blah. Really? And had, I'm no, I'm not the person you're looking for. Blah, 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 blah. And he walked outside and guess what was parked in the back in a little sign that said Wendy's parking? A red Corvette. A Porsche. Red oh, Porsche. Por- That's what she was driving. Yeah. So circumstantial evidence, but maybe it is her. Maybe it's not her, but. Yeah, there she was. Now, where did she go? Why did Because it's all stopped now. Where did she go? Did she make any money off it? 
got a shot at it. I'll tell you, somebody famous bought the rights to the story. I'll tell you all about it because we got time for one more break. But while we're waiting for that break, how about Quincy Jones? You probably know this one from the Austin Powers movie, baby. Here's Quincy Jones, Soul Bossa Nova on Real School. Okay, last break here on Rock School. Do not bother this one. Dude, I live no. in Baton Rouge. They only got Don't. two head start offices in Baton Rouge, and I bet I can find her. I've never had the opportunity to go and seek out a Rock School topic up close and personal. I'm maybe, doing it. Maybe she'll start calling you. Maybe, oh. maybe. Okay, so what happened? That. Why did she go away? Yeah, why? Nobody's really sure, but it seems she contacted Vetus Garolitis, the tennis player, mm -hmm. and he did not want to talk to her and threatened to bring lawsuits if she contacted anyone, and that seems it could put the exclamation point on it. Done. Hmm. Done. Okay. Can she make any money off of this? Well, yes. It says here in 2000, HarperCollins paid close to a million dollars for her memoir called Miranda Writes, My Life as the Mysterious Hollywood Sweet Talker. Seriously. Whether it's actually been published or not, I don't know. In January 2008, HarperCollins was reporting that the memoir had been canceled, reason not given. In January 2001, Robert De Niro, remember him, mm -hmm. uh, said he purchased the film rights to the story for an undisclosed six-figure sum. Novelist Kinky Friedman says he created a Miranda character in one of his detective novels. So it's possible she could make a little bit of coin, but it seems that her book never got written. Whether the movie will get created, I don't know, but it looks like there's money on the table for her. Well, it doesn't look like they can put together any content if she's not talking. I, I don't know. All, uh, all there, all money on the table, but it doesn't look like she's taking it. I would take it. I would, too. I would tell the whole gosh darn thing. That's going to wrap it up, the story of Miranda Grobsner. Go ahead and look it up. It's a great story. There's a lot I didn't get to tell you simply because of time. Let's finish with the Jay Giles Band one more time because of Peter Wolf. I'm Joe Burns. Happy. Actually, I'm Joe Grobsner. Okay. Class is dismissed.